Many have tried, many have failed, and she's one of them. It's Fitless with Bianca Brady. Ooh, this would be fun. What? Stairway to Music Heaven, a tribute to those who rocked. (laughs) Can't even do it. No, that's a middle finger. These two, right? (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to go see the Cyclops. Everyone runs the bases. All tickets are $10. I'll be in Hawaii then. Oh, sad. What about this? Marvel Superhero Night 2 Cyclones hair hat. (laughs) What's it? (laughs) I'm picturing one of those visors that come with the hair on top. That's probably it. It's so bad. But only kids get those. Years ago, they had a Seinfeld night with... Thor bobblehead. (laughs) Sorry. Seinfeld night? Yeah, with the guy who played Banya. Remember? Ovaltine? My cousin Banya? Isn't it round teen? That actor was like being honored or something. That's cool. Uh, welcome to Fitless. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Sneak attack. Welcome oh, back, brother. It's me, your host Bianca <laughs> Brady, here with my uh, perennial co-anchor, caught off guard yet again, Dory Kagan. Did you know that sometimes when I tell Siri? To call you via my headphones, she goes, calling Dory Kagan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I didn't know that, but I like it. Welcome back, Dory. Thank you. It's really good to be here. There's been a a deficit of episodes the past couple weeks because there's been a deficit of guests. Yeah. And there's been a deficit of me um, socializing or reaching out. It's been deficile to get some, <laughs> get some guests. Spanish language. Um, yeah. So welcome back. Thank and you. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about what's been happening with me. I had my birthday episode mini so check-in, and I mentioned that my schedule had changed, and so I've been back to restauranting full-time, wait- waitressing, and uh, I'm coming hot off the heels of a 15-hour day Ooh, where I worked. Uh... At one place from 7.30 to 3.30, and then another place from 4.30 to 10.30. And this episode is kind of like about just checking in and talking about exercise, like how I haven't done any. It's a real fit less episode, it's, if uh, you know what I mean. Uh, a little less than a fit more. <laughs> and so, yeah. How about you? Same. Uh, in terms of the fit less department, the last time I was on, I think we mentioned this a little bit also that I was on. I mean, like I, when we had our Zumba class, I was talking about how I was exercising a little bit less 
there is like a small chance that that was the last time I exercised at all. Maybe not, probably not, but that's a little bit how it feels for me. Um, I still feel too busy to prioritize self, uh, physical care, which is unfortunate because self physical care and self emotional and mental care for me are very intertwined. So I'm feeling a little loco in La Cabeza. <laughs> you know what I mean? Same. Yeah. Yeah. I've been running, jogging outside on days that I have off, um, and going to the gym and running on the treadmill. But that's about it. And it's also, we're in sort of a hot spell for those of you who are not on the East Coast. It's been very, it's been many 95 degree days and then a rainy day and then 95 again. It's been hot. It's been hot. Um, yeah. So even though I haven't, God, it's just, it's been really bad. I haven't exercised and I've been eating like a, person who just got out of jail (laughs) (laughs) truly just you know the seafood diet when I see food I eat it um I can't make any decisions and I think that's like a part of restaurant work life because okay so yesterday for example I get to work at 7 30 I can usually make a good decision about breakfast. So I had scrambled eggs and avocado. But now my restaurant has different bagel flavors. Whereas we used to only have sesame. Now we have everything. Everything (laughs) bagels, which is the best bagel. Yeah. And so I have a hard time not eating a bagel every day. So I ate a bagel toasted with butter on the side. And then, like, I don't know, 2.30 rolls around, and there's some weird pasta. Sure. I had some weird pasta. And then I get to my second restaurant job, and the food on offer is, like, chilaquiles. Delicious, but it's just chips with chicken and sauce and guacamole and... Yeah. Um... That's all, you know, I just ate, like, snacks. Food that feels, like, not really nourishing, more just, like, tiding you over. Yeah. It's like, maybe if you were running marathons, you could be (laughs) carbo-loading, and it would feel nourishing, but it doesn't feel the same way when you're not moving your body enough. Right. It's just the nutrient poor. Yeah. Nutrient poor. So. Yeah. You know, I um, feel uh, working on something in my head right now. It might take a second, but I've, you know, th- when I'm not exercising, I feel like a cement brick made of cement. And when I'm eating nutrient poor foods, I feel similarly, mm. and they compound upon each other. Until I feel like I'm like 10 inches shorter and just compressed into one single bone. That's (laughs) all put together in one little box. Um, Nothing's going in or out. Nothing's going out. Only things are coming in. Yeah. But it is also interesting that I feel like that that sort of cycle is very cyclical. Like the 
more I exercise, the better I eat. Yeah. The less I exercise, the worse I eat. The heat is so funny with appetite because it's like I can't I have to sort of readjust the way that I eat because I'm less attracted to heartier foods. I'm more attracted to snacking. But it's like, you know, chips don't make me feel that. You know, it's like it's all it's all a mess. Yeah. But the thing that I am so um, interested about in this moment, I have a lot of talking points that I've been thinking about since you just said that. But one thing that I do want to say is that I constantly think it's interesting that, like, I, I wish there wasn't such a dynamic with exercise and with food where it's like, if you're not exercising, you really got to be eating healthy. Right. Or else you're doing yourself double damage. Right. And I think a lot of that is like, you know, no matter how many contributors to this podcast or human beings in general sort of claim that they're not exercising to lose weight or like not exercising to like be in that like beach body mode, whatever, I think maybe as women, maybe just as humans, it is in our mind a lot. So I feel like we're thinking like, well, if I'm only eating salads and apples and lean meats, and like no dairy and like very little gluten that I kind of don't have to be exercising because I'm like doing all the, or like if I'm not exercising, at least I'm doing something that's yeah. like helpful to me. Yeah. Whereas like if we run two marathons in a week, then we're like, I deserve six pieces of cheesecake and a burger, you know, or whatever. Or the, the reverse of that is like, well, I ate really shitty today. So I really have to exercise tomorrow morning. And I think part of my, maybe this has been covered on the podcast, but I don't, I don't remember. So there you go. <laughs> I think part of my fitness journey is like grappling with a really like um, helpful and mindful way of fitness and wellness and how like freeing myself of a lot of the like sort of inaccurate relationships between food and exercise like like I was like whatever you know what I mean about that I do I absolutely do although I also think at the end of the day if what you're trying to do is feel good in your body exercise makes you feel good and eating healthy makes you feel good so you want to do as much of both of those as possible so I I, I know that the, it is related it is related yeah I think I just I think what gets sort of muddy and messy is like trying to figure out what is the goal. Sure. Um, yeah. Because if your goal, it, it, like if you're overweight and you feel like garbage and you, you know, I don't know if your doctor says like, you know, you need to lower your blood pressure by mm. losing X amount of weight or that could help you right. to be healthier um, and feel better, then, you know, you sort of know what your goal is. But if you're right. just trying to sort of maintain something, it's hard to know. And I think it's hard to have your goal always be like, more fit yeah. and more yeah. toned like and healthier, like healthier right. look or looking a certain way. Yeah. Um, because you, 
fall into this trap of thinking if I was skinnier, my life would be better. Right. And I, I mean, that happens to me all the time. Right. If I, if I was skinnier, if my clothes looked different, um, then yeah. I would be happier. But I think like I'm realizing more and more that I have no earthly idea what my body looks like yeah. at all. Of course. And maybe it's just about the process of of eating healthy food because it feels good internally right. and exercising because it feels good internally. Right. And helps with mental health. Yeah. Um, because if I always feel like a chunky dumpling, no matter what I look like, then, or I don't know, just like reframing my thinking so that, I don't know. I mean, what's the point of even looking at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day? (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah. I, you know, I, of course it makes sense. Uh, we're like a very um, image-based culture. So we're all looking at each other all the time. And I think part of that feeling of not knowing what you look like, which I grapple with all the time, it's like my favorite activity is to be like, is that the person that I look like? Me too. Is maybe that the person that I look like? Does, she, is, does she have my body? Yeah. That's my body, but I'm like 10 feet taller than her. That's my body, but... My hair is brown. I like. I think <laughs> about things like that all the time. But I, I think that um, there was like an article a long time ago about this woman who took out all mirrors from her life. Did you ever read that? It was like she, as like a project, as like a journalism writing project, she chose to not look at herself for like a month. Or something. Wow. She covered all the mirrors. She like got herself to not look in reflections. And I think the beginning of the journey was about how much she realized she did look at herself and how hard it was to transition. And then ultimately she just kind of forgot about that process of self-observation. And it was so much more about how she felt. I think she felt a lot more in touch with her body and her mind or like herself I don't think I could do that. I don't like really want to do that. I think we both have jobs where other people are looking at us all day long. And I feel self-conscious if I don't feel like aware that there's no like tomato sauce on my face or like makeup (laughs) running down my cheek. I had a cold and it sort of lingered for a while. And so I was telling all my coworkers like, hey, you're on Booger Patrol today. (laughs) You got to keep me honest. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think being a gal is hard. Obviously, it's hard to be a human, Yeah, you know, but I do feel like with not being in a relationship Mm. and not having a lot of, like, external validation that, you know, you look not just, like, good, but, like, normal, like you're not a monster. I think sometimes it gets to me. I'm, yeah. I'm, like, because I, I'm, not, I'm not very presentational with my, like, beauty. Mm. I'm, I don't have, like, a 
big routine. Mm. And I feel like being a server is kind of like you're meant to blend in to the surroundings and be very passive. Yeah. And so if for, and I mean, with your work too, you know, you're kind of like serving the public. Right. You're not, nobody is trying to get to know you in that context. So I think for me, I have a hard time when I leave work feeling like I deserve kind of like this recognition as a a person who has thoughts that could be listened to, that should be listened to, (laughs) which is not great and has affected me in certain areas I think I'm realizing more and more. Yeah. um, Where I feel like I'm fighting to be listened to, even though I'm probably not. I just feel like if I'm going to get any recognition that I'm actually saying something because I have a brain that thinks, then I really need to earn it. Right. And I don't deserve to be listened to just because I'm here. Right. Right. And I think presentation, physical presentation, is a big part of that because attractive people and thin people are paid attention to and taken more seriously. And it's... It but of sucks, course, like, but. it's so rare to meet someone who considers themselves thin and attractive and worthy. You know, right. it's like everyone has the thing that they hold on to that separates them from that elite class. Like, even if you are so skinny and, like, objectively beautiful and, like, graceful and running through life with, like, people falling off your arms left and right, it, <laughs> you still have like this thing that makes you feel inferior. Like I, and maybe that's just because of the circles that we roll in, which are like creative types that are like love hating themselves or whatever. But it's rare to me to find someone who's like, yeah, I, yep, that's me. Ha ha ha. Like everyone wants to hear what I have to say. Yeah, it is rare. But I think when you meet somebody who does feel that way, you can tell. Yeah, it's And true. it's crazy. And you're like, where, how did you get that way? Like, why do you think that everybody cares right. what you think? Right. And it's also like, can I get, can I have some of what you're having? Yeah. And also I wish you had less of that. And maybe I don't care what you think just in spite of you because I don't want you to be so confident. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like there's only so much confidence in the world. And if you take up so much, then there's less for me to have, which is obviously absolutely insane way to think. Well, this is this is interesting to me because segue to the little bit of activity that we just did. Yeah, we we worked our units. We worked some units out. Yeah. That I um we both we went out to a little quick breakfast and then we both were feeling very tight and tired in our bodies, so we did some stretching, which does this count as exercise? Maybe we'll get into that later. But for me, the, the benefit of stretching, it's like yoga sometimes to me, although when it's self-led and you can do whatever it feels like, whatever feels good, it is so grounding in your unit, like in your body, that I think for me, it, it is the closest that I feel to like knowing what I look like mm. when I'm stretching or when I'm like, 
especially when it's self-led. Cause I'm like, Ooh, yeah. Does this feel good? Oh, that's exactly where I want to be. Okay. Now like do the other side, you know, it's so much like corporeal awareness, Mm. which is something that in our lives, I think we don't have very much. We're so focused on our bodies and yet we like are so removed from them. And I, what when we were stretching, what I was thinking about was like, if I could have my dream exercise routine, like time is not an issue. It's like whatever I want it to be, it would be like stretching for a full hour. It would be lifting weights for like 15 minutes. And then it would be going for like a long walk in the woods. And like that is, and then I would take a six hour long bath with a glass of wine. Like that, (laughs) that is what my day would look like. And it's like so full of mind, mindful, like, like body awareness. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes I get upset when I'm stretching Mm. because. Like, say I'm in a yoga groove, and I've been going, like, a little bit more often. Mm -hmm. And then I'm in the yoga class, and I'm like, oh, this feels really good. I can get here. I can, like, reach this place. I'm sweating. I'm loose. You know, I can touch my toes. Because if I don't – if I let it sit, I cannot touch my toes. Yeah, yeah. And my back, I think, from all the – Cause my work is pretty physical and I, and you know, my shoes, I don't know if I'm wearing the right shoes and my back is like so crunched up. I feel like an old, um, piece of wood. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And so I think when I'm stretching, sometimes I'm like, this sucks. You have really lost touch with who you, with what your body is and Mm. what it needs Mm. and you can't do anything right you big dumb idiot oh no but also it feels good yeah i it's interesting um like i don't i do have those moments of feeling like oh i should stretch more or like oh i'm really out of shape or like i'm really inflexible right now because I, I, my, like, flexibility journey is such that I was not born flexible. And in my first ever dance class, my teacher was like, well, you can't do a split even though you're five years old. Therefore, you'll never be a ballerina. And it, like, I have never – I will never forget it. And it, I worked so hard to be flexible that now when I don't stretch that much or exercise that much, I'm not as flexible as I was and it feels bad. But also – I know that I can get it back, which I think is so comforting to me. And maybe it's from having my dance background or something more so than like, it's more comforting than it is like when I go for a run and I'm like, oh, I really can't run longer than 15 minutes right now. I'm so out of shape. What a fat piece of lard, I, tub of lard, piece of whatever <laughs> I am. Like, I'll never get it back. I might, I it might as well just bury myself in this like here ground, which I don't feel when I'm stretching. It feels more low maintenance. It feels like nobody's watching me. It feels like I'm really on my own path or something. Yeah. But I I um also think that someone once told me, a dear friend I used to live with told me once that there's like a theory about exercising that you should stretch for as long as you were exercising. 
like some runner mentality is like, if you run for two hours, you should stretch for two hours afterwards, which is like impossible because who literally who has that time. But I think with physical work, like, you know, I don't, maybe in theory we count waitressing as exercising, but we don't treat it like exercising in that if you are working a 13 hour day, 15 hour day, you should do some real stretching before you get into bed at night. You should wake up in the morning and really work it out because your body really goes through something like hard and that crunchy feeling like will only be released if you yeah really treat it like exercise, I guess. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think that my new schedule has been challenging in that way because I feel like I'm not I don't have time to use my brain as much yeah um yeah and it's interesting that you say that your exercise dream includes like a very long walk because I Mm. think mine does too but that for some reason I mean I love to walk as much as I can um but for some reason that always feels like extremely separate from a physical action. Yeah. It's like something that I use for a brain healer. Right, right, right. And it can be a little bit pensive and cerebral. Yeah. And I think it helps with my mental health, but I don't know why. Well, it's meditative. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I've, like in looking at all of the specific things that I want from my ideal workout, every single one of them is like a meditation. Like none of them are like CrossFit, you know? If I could just have anything I wanted from an exercise routine, it's just- goal-oriented or or competitive. Or even specifically physically oriented. It's like the act of lifting weights to me is very meditative for the same reason that stretching is really like satisfying because I can feel- like with slow motions that get progressively harder, I can feel my body working. And sometimes with physical exercise that's really aerobic, I get too distracted by the like wall of pain that I get up against or the like exhaustion that I feel that I can't get to the place where I feel like a satisfying job has been done by my body. And that is what I want from my exercise routine. Yeah, that's a good point. Because usually when I run, I get, a little frustrated that I can't do more. Yeah. And then I walk. And if I had just decided to go for a walk, I would be satisfied. Totally. But since I decided to go for a run and now I'm walking, I fucked it up. But the uh, last week I went for a run and I think it just like was a perfect storm of great factors. Yeah. It was last week, this very day. (gasps) And I... I had worked a crazy day the day before, but, like, the bathroom situation was all clear. Like, that had been taken care of. The weather was cool enough. Yeah. And I just got started, and I was like, I can keep going. And then I felt really good about myself, like, as good about myself as I would have felt bad about myself. Like the converse sure. of the bad. Right. Like I've not done a good enough job. I was like, oh my God, you are running still. Yeah. And 
I passed all of my usual checkpoints where I would start walking and I was mm. still running. And yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And then I like almost fell and I was like, that's like a real runner thing <laughs> to like trip and almost fall. Yeah. Um, but then the next day, I was so sore. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, right. I, and I think that, I don't know, people who, consider themselves athletes and are like always trying for specific goals. I just think I need to not need to, but it might be interesting to try um, coming into my physical body with a specific, you know, quantifiable goal. Like, Hmm. like it might be a good motivator or a good, just feeling like I have a p- more of a plan. Mm. If like, oh, I want to be able to lift this much weight right. by this much time, or yes. I want to be able to run this far so that it can enter this race. Right. But my way of just being in the world is never, you know, like that. It's never planned like that, which I think is kind of exemplified by the way I've been eating also, uh, you know, yeah. not just like a scavenger, uh, yeah. <laughs> just roving around with no plan. Yeah. And the podcast has given me such structure like to that end. Yeah. But then once I sort of, my plan sort of like fell apart the past couple of weeks and it, and then everything fell apart. You know, not yeah. in a bad way, just in a way to notice and be like, huh, like, this is what works. You know, if you grocery shop, then you eat healthier. Right. Doi. Right. If you're, if you have an exercise plan scheduled, then you'll do it. And I think that planning and scheduling is so hard but mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. I don't know is that boring to say I don't, I don't know. know yeah yeah I am it's, I making sense I'm very tired <laughs> yeah no it's very like I think um that's why there are those all of that's why there's all that help to plan that's why there's like all of these like websites or articles or like I feel like when we were younger before like blogs were hot and it was always like Cosmo or like What's the one about fitness? There's like a body one, like cur- Curve or uh, whatever. These like women's magazines that would always have this like, they would have like a play-by-play of a week, like how to exercise. You know, it's like there's always all this help from like these expert sources in quotes, whatever that means, because it's really hard to figure out if what you're doing is good or not or is going to get you where you need to go or whatever. Uh... But I think that being goal oriented really does help because it help it gives you a reason to push through that moment when you're like I can't go any further. Then you're like, yes, I can. I have to. I have to just get there today. Like I just have to get there today. So right. you do. I mean, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Like the I think the greatest thing I've ever done physically was train for a half marathon when I couldn't like run a mile because I had a plan. I looked up a training schedule and it just gave it to me, and so I just had to do it. And then I did it and I did it. So, okay. So I did it. <laughs> but 
Um, I just think like, it, is it a binary? People are either goal oriented or they're mm. not. Like no, I'm, no. I'm truly trying to figure out what what on this earth does motivate me, mm. and I don't know what it is. Mm. I think it's like access to nicotine lozenges. Yeah. Um, that motivates mm-hmm. me. Like, say I had to run a half marathon to get nicotine lozenges. I would do that. Hey, when my grandma broke her hip, she quit smoking because she had to. She was in the hospital for a long time. And then she started smoking again because she was like, whatever, I'm fucking old. I can do whatever I want. And the woman who took care of her would leave her cigarettes far away in the house. So she would have to get up and walk all the way to them. And she did it, even though she was like, I can't walk. I broke my hip. I'm in pain. She'd be like, well, got to get my cigarettes. Walk through the whole house for a pack. I, I mean, it's real. Anything like that. Yeah, you should maybe work on your arm and throw your nicotine lozenges <laughs> as far as you can and then sprint to get them. And then do it again. Yeah. And I think like that just makes me very curious about my brain. Yeah. Being that the things that motivate me are like because of compulsive behavior. Mm -hmm. Like I clean the house because I know the out of control feeling when things are disorganized. Yeah. You know, I work a lot because I don't like to have free time. Right. Maybe somehow exercise can get into that space. I don't know if it would be good for you if it did though. Like I think people that are compulsive about exercising are crazy. Sorry, sorry to say that, but I, and I've been there. I've felt compulsive about exercising before. And I think, I mean, everyone has their compulsions and I think some people, um, have more than others. And some people's are a little less like healthy in quotes, whatever that means. But I think, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe Maybe you want that because you feel like that's the only way you'll ever get to an exercise regimen that will feel satisfying to you. Yeah. But I don't know if that is even true. Considering your history with any of your compulsions, it's not like you're like, finally got it. Now I'm in a groove. It's like, no, like you're constantly trying, compulsively trying to like get it together or like figure it out. Right. Right. So you have a compulsion about exercise. I mean, you're doing it. Maybe. Maybe you're just in the thing that is the way that it is for now. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe figuring out how to have a healthy relationship with any stimuli at right. all. Right. Food, exercise, romance, right. drugs. Right. Entertainment is kind of the that's the work of being a human being. Yeah, I think so too. And what does a healthy relationship mean to you? It could be different from person to person. It, pro- it should be, I think. Some people take psychedelic drugs every day. Microdosing, baby. And that's their, you know, I don't know. I don't fucking know. We don't know what shit is the thing. <laughs> I mean, it's like all, it's called fit list, not fit 
no. <laughs> what? <laughs> but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, there's, we luckily, this is just one time around, you know, and then we die and we do it again. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I think I just need to, like, maybe get a new pair of shoes mm-hmm. so that my back doesn't feel like a piece of cardboard. Actually, you know what I was thinking? That's true. But what I was also thinking about was in the recent meditation episode of Fitless, when you were talking about your meditation, which is like triple stimulation, so you don't have to do anything or like think about it. Uh, To remind you guys, this is a cocktail of Candy Crush, nicotine lozenge, and podcast listen. Right. Every single day. Forever. (laughs) And I was thinking about... Or just now, like, what if you did all of that, but, like, sat in a stretching position while it was happening? Or or for five minutes, like, like stood up, but then bent over at the waist and hung, like, hang your arms down Ooh. so you're working on touching your toes. Adding one little thing to that process that makes it, that More brings active. it into your body. Yeah. Good idea. Because that's how I got my splits, circling back around to me to talk about me for some more. Uh, When I was a kid, I used to watch, when I was watching TV, I would sit in my splits and I would do crunches during the commercials. And it was like, this is my way of staying active because I'm, my parents won't let me watch TV. So if I say that I'm exercising or if I say that I'm stretching, it felt like I was doing double duty. That's a good idea. That's how I taught myself to stand on my head, watching TV. Exactly. And to juggle. It's like, hey, man, get back into that only child mentality. Give yourself another project. Seriously. Well. I think we did it. That's a check-in for (laughs) sure. This is an episode about not exercising. Um, It's a lot of people's favorite thing to do. Yeah. And I respect that. I respect the hell out of that. Hell yeah. Uh, Dory, anything else you want to say to the people? Any plugs? Um, yeah, I was thinking about my plugs. I don't really have any. Um, I'm, I'm. The summer is happening. We're not quite in the doggy days, but we are <laughs> full in it. June, hard into June. Um, and I hate the summer. So this is something that we're just doing together, me and the summer. Walking side by side, hating each other. Um, no real plugs. I want to plug um, hydration. Yeah, make sure you drink stay some hydrated. Water. You know, I want to plug. That's like a super easy way to feel good in yeah, your body. Yeah, I think people underestimate how powerful dehydration is, and it can really change your day if you haven't had enough water. Versus if you have. And I want to piggyback on that. Every time you drink a cup of coffee or something with a lot of sugar or caffeine in it, you have to, that's like losing a cup of water from your body. You have to double up. So guys, drink drink up. Drink up. Drink up, guys. That's my plug. Plugging the water. Bathtub. Showers. You got it. It's funny. <laughs> How about you, Bianca? Are you plugging anything today? Um, definitely my podcast, Fitless. Yeah, it's really good. I don't know if you guys have heard it. It's a really good <laughs> podcast. 
Um, I'd like to plug cute outfits. Mm. And I love, I love feeling good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Check back in. It's a journey. I'd like to plug journeys. The not, shoe store. The shoe store. <laughs> Um, and I'd like to thank you all for listening, and I'd like to thank Bill Wadman um, for all his help. Thanks, Bill. And all right. I love you. Bye-bye. I love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>